Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Another, a huge name is added to the list of targets the Flyers should be looking at. And there's really no excuse now for Chuck Fletcher to miss on any potential improvement for this team this offseason. Let's discuss it all right now. This is the Orange and Back Check Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It's episode 80 of Orange and Back Check, and this might be a big one for the pertaining to the offseason. Despite no new news exactly pertaining to the Flyers, but Jack Eichel is officially, unofficially, officially, available like this is over it's 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 a divorce waiting to happen between him and the buffalo sabers and the flyers are already being reported in the mix and i immediately got to know from the one and only the guy sitting across from me for 79 episodes now 80 scott weinhardt what's going on dude what's going on in in, in jack eichel world uh you know i'm saying that listen all i know is that Pierre Lebrun the other day talked about some places that he could go. Flyers were in the mix of that. L.A., the Rangers, a couple other teams could be in the mix with it. Those are the big ones that make sense. The Kings, the Flyers, the Rangers. Darren Dredger said he, they're all, he, he's all, it's all but done. He's going to get traded. It's just a matter of where. Who's going to pony up the best offer? And I think that that's where this episode where we can have some fun with it and talk about it is that, you know, the Flyers have pieces. But the question now is, is that, Buffalo, while Eichel has some questions with injury history and, you know, being able to be as talented as he was touted as he came out, yep. um, the question comes down to this is that how much do you willing to pay? How much does Kevin Adams want to hold a team ransom for? And how much is a team willing to give up for a guy who has yep. all the potential in the world, but has really never done anything at the National Hockey League level. Let's be real, but he has not been able a guy to build a team around because it hasn't worked. Whether right. that's Buffalo's fault or he has a major part in it, he does, but they, he has never made the playoffs. So um, it's like a Taylor Hall situation when he was in Edmonton. So yeah. it really comes down to this is that where, yes, it's a big name and it can be a big, big addition to a team. But what do you want to give up, and what is what is Buffalo looking for? Yeah, and 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 I think, and I was going to address this later on, but we can also address it now. I, I mean, he also has to have surgery, not just surgery, but herniated disc surgery. And anytime you're talking about the back, yeah, like that scares me. Like it, it's it's one of those things you see it with the Sixers and Joel Embiid. The legs are what are a prime or a a an easy concern an easy sight to see concern basically but when you're talking about the back like Joel Embiid has had 
and Jack Eichel is now having, like that scares me. Like Bryce Harper is a great example of that because his, his swing is so violent. Yes. Like, it, like it's one of those things where once that starts to deteriorate, and I'm not saying Jack Eichel's is, but a bulging disc, a herniated disc is cause for concern to some extent. It's not an easy surgery from all the reports I've read and all the doctor's opinions that I've read. Like this is something that could go not wrong, but it could delay. Like all of a sudden he has a surgery, let's say July 2nd, and he's out for the off season. He's out for training camp and he's out for the first month and a half of the season or something. That's, that's something you got to consider. And then you never know what might crop up. So do you raise a red flag when something like that is, is in the discussion for a guy like Jack Eichel, when you're saying to yourself, yes, this guy is worthy of the 13th overall pick, Kevin Hayes, Morgan Frost, like whoever it may be plus picks, but the back, it, 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 do you raise, try and levy it off because of the, the back issue? What do you, what do you do there in your opinion, Scott? Well, they'll do a whole sort of medical assessment, any kind of, of physical, yeah. they'll get information from the team. They'll get status about everything before they even pull a trigger uh, before they even start to talk about details of the treat teams won't take that much risk unless they know the history of a guy. Um, so I think that it really comes down to which team is more desperate to get a player like that. It really, yeah. it really comes down to it. And, that, and that's where the flyers are. I think, I, I think Fletcher, despite being what this is second full off season with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this is one of those things where uh, after a disappointing season for the flyers, like Fletcher's looking to make a move. There's no, oh, yeah. con- he's not going to oh, sit yeah. on his hands and, and you saw it w- with him in Minnesota. You're seeing it here now in, 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 in Philadelphia. Like he doesn't sit on his hands. He tries to make moves, whether it's simple moves or small moves or big tier moves. That's what we're waiting on. Like this is, this is, this is right up his alley to try and make a move like this, whether whatever the cost is, I think. And well, the latest rumors as of today are the Flyers have interest in Matt Dumba from Minnesota. So that's another, you know, their key to add in there. I mean, there's the, we've talked about it for plenty of episodes. A move has to be made. They have to get a splash to get asses in seats. It's just, it's not going to happen. You cannot expect the same team next season to field 18,000 fans. Yep. If you have this without any extra juice, we've mentioned that it's at this point, you have to look at from a business perspective and say, okay, our younger guys, they didn't take a step up. Our older guys, they didn't do enough. Uh, we don't really have anything in the middle. So the idea is now is that you need to find somebody to bring in to get the juice said, to get the franchise energized and, and bring them in here. How you do that now becomes a question of the bunch of different ways to do it. What are you willing to pay for Jack Eichel if you really have that much interest in Jack Eichel? What are you willing to do for a guy like Seth Jones if you're willing to go and get a piece like Seth Jones? What are you willing to give up for Matt Dumba? You know, Guys like Jack Eichel would really energize even the base fan because most people would probably know here the name Jack Eichel. Yeah. Um, also, but and and people who are familiar with hockey would probably get really juiced over uh, Seth Jones, Matt Dumba. I don't know. I know he's a complimentary piece, but not, Matt Dumba's uh, not a name. I and think so, we probably have a same list. Like if we were to or if we were to put the four big names: Jack Eichel, Matt Dumba, uh, Dougie Hamilton, Seth Jones, in an order of who gets the most juice out of the fans. Jack Eichel's at the top, then oh, Seth God, Jones, God. then Dougie Hamilton, then that Matt Dumba. I don't think that's, I don't think that's really much of up for debate because of the one, the impact the player draws in as soon as they're brought in and the, the name recognition throughout the league and throughout the fan base. Like, I, I think that that's a pretty clear set on what, if the, if they're basing it off of that, 
Jack Eichel's at the top of the list, then Seth Jones, and then back down towards Dougie Hamilton and Matt Dumba. Yeah, and then you got to fit in his um, then you got to fit in his salary, and you got to creative with the cap. Like Chuck Fletcher said all along, like he knows he's got to be creative with it. He's got to be creative. They don't have a lot of cap space. Yep. They don't have a lot of assets, and I don't think that in a sense that they they can move at this very moment because they have to wait till everything happens with Seattle because they're not going to be able to do anything until they find out how much salary they're losing off of Seattle. So JBR has been linked to that. Parts of Voracek has been linked to that. But you could see what like uh, what Vegas did and, and go with like a bottom six player with Vegas taking Pierre with Belmar from the Flyers back in that draft. Sure. In that, in that draft. So um, it, it comes down to we're not going to know more. And this is why this is tough to kind of talk about it because the biggest news of the week was Eichel. But we're not really going to know what happens because another team might be in a position to say, you know what, screw it. We're just going to do it now and jump ahead of everybody, kind of like the Flyers did with Kevin Hayes two years ago and just trade for his rights, Yep. you know, and to sign him up. And that's what, the, that's what the Doug team, Hamilton's situation is like. But There was a report uh, that I read. It wasn't directly from the New York Post, but it was in the New York Post that I happened to read it. Uh, the Hawks are in, are entering the fold for Jack Eichel. And, like, the Blackhawks are that classic team that's just like, screw you. What do you want right now? Here it is. And then they they make the move. And then Jack Eichel's a, a hawk for the next five years. Uh, and he has a new and Jack Eichel has a no clit, no trade clause, excuse me, kicking in in two years after the after, yeah. not after the like uh I think the I believe the 2023-2024 season. So Boy, like yeah, this, yeah. this is one of those things where the this is prime Chicago Blackhawks set up to just make the move by the end of the playoffs, like not even. But not even by the before, not even after the playoffs end, like as the playoffs are going, as we are awarding a Stanley Cup to one of these four teams left, uh, like th- they make the move for Jack Eichel. I, I 100% see it because we have such a quick turnaround too. the season ends. And then we had the draft, like, a, I think a, two weeks later, a week later, depending on how these yeah. uh, the, how it's long gonna, the final goes. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a quick turnaround. I, I don't know if the Blackhawks, I mean, are, are going to be. They have some space to be able to, to work with, but yep. I mean, listen, let's, let's be honest here. Jack Eichel has a very hefty price tag and he has not lived up to that price tag so far. He's a 10 million I mean, a year. Let's it's a let's lot be, of money. Let, it's a lot of money. And let's be honest. If I'm Buffalo, the first name I'm trying to inquire about isn't Carter Hart. It's obviously not Claude Drew. It's not Kevin Hayes. I'm inquiring about Sean Couturier. Because that oh, is without a doubt, that'd be a starting point. Without that, a doubt, yeah, that, without a doubt. And if you're Chuck Fletcher of the Flyers, you have to try and hold on to him. Is it possible? I don't know. I don't think it is. I, I think there is a serious right. discussion to be had that, despite him being a free agent next year after next season, along with Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier is gone if Jack Eichel's on the table. Yeah, now, I mean, the thing is that the the Blackhawks have the space to do it, but mm-hmm. they also have a lot of players. Like they, for instance, they have. You know, like I, I could see something being flipped where maybe you trade a guy like Patrick Kane, uh, send him back yeah. to his hometown, and that could be an opportunity there. I mean, you know, Jonathan Taves is older, Patrick Kane's older, they're in their 30s now. These it's are guys who have won a couple cups. Yeah, and it's curious mm-hmm. because the way I read the the way the author of this piece on New York Post shelter or, or framed it was basically like, uh, well, Jonathan Taves is older. He was out on medical leave indefinitely for this for this past season. Uh, are you trying to build so he has one more shot at the cup? Like that's how they were framing it to really build around one more piece and team around Jonathan Taves rather than Patrick Kane. So Patrick Kane is probably on that list of 
we'll give this guy up for Jack Eichel. Yeah. Whether that, and yeah. if I found, but again, similar to Sean Couturier, where I would say absolutely he's on the table. I don't think that moves the needle enough for Buffalo. Like I probably I, like, not, not it, especially when he's he, he's gonna be owed more money than Eichel. He's at ten yeah. and a half million dollars this year, and he's got two years left on his deal. I you're, and that's a point, but you know that that it's that storyline that kind of fits that Buffalo could kind of sell and like, yeah. Hey, like, you know, like we might've given up on Jack Eichel and might've moved him out, but now we got hometown boy who's won a couple Stanley cups. It could be something energizing for them. That that's, that's, you know, at the same time, while yes, you're looking at it from a player perspective, you want to, you want to put the best team on the ice possible. Buffalo still kind of been rebuilding. You know, they have, they, have, they don't have goaltending. Their defense is shoddy. It could be better. They have some players there. Um, you know, it could be better. Uh, Jeff Skinner, you know, he, he every time he has a good year and second year, he starts to drop off and his, he just continues to decline. Uh, he has a lot of skill, but just he just can't put it all together consistently for whatever reason. So yeah. I think a team where they're trying to be like, hey, you know, uh, a 32 year old player, two years left in his deal, you know, we can make a move here, throw in probably they're going to probably want something along the lines of like, I don't know, like a, a Dylan Strom. So, I mean, that, that's a, that would be a big move for them. He's a 24-year-old who played with Connor McDavid back in the day. And uh, it's, he's a younger guy who can also play center and play the wing. So, if you, if you flip him, you know, Buffalo has an opportunity to kind of build around that and get people energized to bring them into their stadium to get some tickets in there. So, because uh, they're, that, they've, they're crumbling. That franchise is unfortunately crumbling. It's just that the Pagulas have not operated that the way an NHL franchise should be. They have no, too much input. The, the Pagulas they, have been an embarrassment for the for this team, especially because right. they obviously are embedded in that, not just the, in, in that, they're embedded in that city. They, they're they par, part of the Buffalo Bills. They're Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres. Like Terry Pagula just has made, he, for a guy that it's inputted his roots into that city, like he's done nothing out of it. Like the Bills are good, yeah, but like, for the Sabres' sake, that nothing's going like th- yeah. th- this is this is bad, and it was an avoidable situation with Jack Eichel that they just completely let slide, and they thought that they could keep this kid forever. And not just the NHL, but the NBA is a prime example of a players' league, and the NHL is going towards that. And yeah. when you piss these players off enough, this is what happens. Like the, yeah. if you don't if you don't get them in a contending situation within that. Well, obviously, he's outside of his entry-level contract. He's in the middle of his eight-year extension. But, like, even entry-level guys, if you're good like Jack Eichel is entry-level, you should, by the end of it, be in a contendership with the team you're on. And if you're not, it's tough to say, yeah, I want to stick around with this team. Now, Jack Eichel decided to decided to do that. Thankfully, he, let, he his no-move clause doesn't kick in for another two years. Right. So he has the ability to do this now rather than never. Like if, yeah. if he had a no move clause, he'd be he'd be screwed. I almost said the yeah. F word, but I stopped yeah. myself. Uh, listen, <laughs> he he he. It's true. Like it's a smart move by him. It really is, and it still can. Even if he's traded down, it could still kick in down the line. He gets to keep that. It doesn't it doesn't change once you move because it still it doesn't kick in for a couple of years. So um, I think that it's it's a good thing to see because this could be part one of a situation next year, the year after, where we're seeing the same thing with Connor McDavid. I mean, if, yeah, if, that's if, a great if everything point. doesn't get better. You know, whatever team wins on Eichel, you know, there's going to be every and, team and, in and on the David situation if it gets to that point like it did with Eichel. Yeah, and isn't it funny? Like, obviously, it was totally different circumstances, if I remember correctly, with the Wayne Gretzky stuff. But, like, when Wayne Gretzky was getting out of Edmonton, like, it's similar. Like, all of a sudden, now you have the best player in the league two times in a row. Yeah. 
yeah. or not two times in a row, but like two on the same team within a, within a generation, within two generations. And you, you had to trade Wayne Gretzky to the Los Angeles Kings because of, of circumstances uh, that, that uh, outside of this, but like now you're dealing with the best player in the league and you just couldn't win with him. You won yeah. all the, you won several cups with, with Wayne Gretzky. And now, you're stuck with with something you're well, you have literally they have, had good players surrounding yeah. Gretzky it wasn't just Gretzky he had good players he had Mark Messi he had Paul Coffey he yeah had, uh, so like you know, if, if, Yari I, Curry. It, it makes total sense if I if I'm Connor McDavid in in two years or three years whatever it is under his contract I don't have it in front of me but like yeah why would you want to stay if they're yeah. not going to build a, and even when you, they do b- build the team to a contender level, like they did this year, then they, f- they crap the bed and they're, they're out in the playoffs in the first round. Not only yeah. that, they get swept. Yeah. Like wh- what's the point? If well, I'm Connor McDavid, I want to get out of there as soon as I possibly can, unless things change, you know, and that, and I'm going to talk about that for a quick second. Isn't it crazy how the jets just to speak with them, like they completely shut down. Connor McDavid did a yeah. great job exposed how weak they are on their bottom six they couldn't do anything and then now they go get swept by the montreal canadians because they can't after my and it wasn't just because of the mark shifley situation it's exposed how how exposed they are as well once they lost their best player mark shifley they were completely done they were done for they couldn't do anything and it's amazing how they got they swept the series and then got swept the following series. i don't know if i've ever seen that i think i've seen that once it happened what was it a couple years ago with um uh, Carolina was it with yeah. Carolina a couple years ago where uh, the they the Islanders swept the Penguins and I think the Islanders got swept by Carolina in the next round like that's such a it's such a one way to the other thing it's absolutely yeah. crazy and it's it's just so, one of the, it, it's what makes playoff hockey great in the NHL oh, yeah. like it, it's just it, it, it's absurd it's a lot of fun I mean look at what's happening right now like Montreal as you were just saying is on fire like they're one of the best teams they they eke out a win in 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 vegas like one of the toughest places to play since they've entered the fold three just three years ago i mean this team is a lot of fun to watch carrie price is finally getting what is hopefully i should say finally hopefully getting that that silverware that he deserves that lord stanley cup like man he has a chance i like this is this is such an interesting because one, I don't even, they're not even calling it Eastern Conference or Western Conference finals because of obviously it's all convoluted because no, we have no. three Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, basically. I, I didn't yeah. even recognize that. It, Vegas it, it, is the. Vegas is the unofficial Western Conference champion. Like, yeah. are they going to hang a stupid banner in, in, in T-Mobile Arena because of that? I wonder if they'll do that. I hope I don't not. have any really idea. That, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, what kind of banner if they, they win the conference, you know? it's That's, yeah, a, like, that's, a, that's a big thing. I, I, I feel like you just take the Western Conference. Like, you just stick with it. Like, if, like if Vegas wins the Western Conference, if, if well – that would be weird because then you're talking about if Tampa, Tampa or or the Islanders win, then you have two consent, two uh, two uh, Eastern Conference cha- uh, champion banners in two different arenas for the same year. That would be funny. That well, would be very funny. Well, I mean that it's either going to be Tampa or them, but even so, like Montreal having an Eastern Con- a Western Conference thing in their arena is a little strange to begin with as well. That's true. So, yeah, I I, I look. It, I'm I'm just I'm really happy of that we finally have a Canadian team that's going deep again. Like I have not seen this in a long, <laughs> long time. Like a Canadian team has a chance to go to the final. Like and they're only up two games to one, but they have an opportunity to go to the final. And that would be fantastic because you know what? Canada's been through a lot. Like, let's put COVID aside. Like, yes, they had the the bubbles last season. 
Sure. But Canada through this has been a, a, been through a lot, and they have not had a cup champion since Montreal last won it in 1993. Yeah. It's 28 years. That's a that's a long time, and that's a long time for six Canadian franchises to go get goose eggs on the Stanley Cup. I think that they've only had what Vancouver appeared in 2011, and I think that's it. I think I think if I'm not mistaken, Vancouver was the last one to appear because before Vancouver it was Calgary. So. You know that's a that's a that's a bit of long times. It's been almost a decade, if not so. Then that a team from Canada has been a chance to get to the final. And I tell you what, as good as Vegas is, as skilled as Vegas is, Montreal's playing like a team, and their goaltending, Carey Price, is playing out of this world. I, he, I you see this. You if you ever go back and watch, you always see one of those older goalies. And Carey Price is an older goalie now. Let's be honest, he is. Yeah. He yeah. is uh, what's it called. He is thirty four years old. He's an older goalie now kind of get everything together at the last moment, like the last inspection and just go on like some sort of run. I mean, Pecorini did it a couple years ago. He was an older guy at the time, you know, Craig Anderson did it a couple years ago against, um, against the penguins when they, when they get the conference final for Ottawa, you know, now Carey price, the 34 year old is, is his first time, the second time in the conference final, I believe. And it's uh, the first time since 2014, I believe when they played the uh, 25th, 14 or 15, I think when they played um, 2014, when they played the Rangers. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite an accomplishment for them to be able to check and have another opportunity to get this crack at it. Because listen, that team is also just playing all that. They play really responsible defensively. Shea Weber's not doing more than he needs to. and hasn't had the whole team. Like guys like Jeff Petrie is playing with bloodshot eyes like that. Shea Weber's doing his role. They're getting contributing from everybody. Cole Caulfield's been a spark plug for that team. Josh Anderson's been another really good player for them. And, and they're and guys are timely scoring for them. Like they've won a couple of overtime games and they look pretty sharp. So they remind me a lot of that 1986 team, that 1993 team where they weren't the best, but they got in and they just they just they couldn't be stopped because they just they felt that desperation that other teams had. Like Vegas hasn't felt that desperation yet. The other teams they played never really felt that desperation. Toronto had it in hand and blew the series, you know, like, and then like after one game, after, after you know, they they wind up sweeping after that momentum, sweeping a team that just was rested way too long after, after sweeping Edmonton, they're just in a really good spot right now. And if they can hang on and win two more games in the series, that is going to be an exciting final, whether whether it's regardless between the Islanders or the or the Lightning, because that uh, then you're talking two Eastern Conference teams who are going to have familiarity with each other because they've seen each other a lot during the year, uh, not this past season but in previous seasons. That that's going to be fun to watch, man. It's going to just be a lot, a lot of fun to watch. And if By you're the not way, tuning in now, you should. Yeah, and if and sadly, if you have not tuned in, and actually, this is a great segue. You saying that people need to watch this, like. It and me, I don't remember this happening last year or two years ago when it was a normal playoff. Maybe it did, but it is an absolute joke that these finals are uh, these playoff games are happening on USA Network. Like, thank God, uh, TNT and, and Turner Sports and ESPN are entering fold next year because, like, NBC Sports. God love you. You clearly have packed it in for this league. Like, I'm looking at the schedule now for the, this upcoming. Like tonight, th- tonight. On on Saturday, we're recording this on a Saturday night. Like they have the Islanders Tampa game three, or excuse me, game four on USA Network at eight o'clock. 
Like, come on. Like, let's not beat around the bush here and realize what and thankful. And like, even the Golden Knights Vegas game is on NBC, NBC Sports Network tomorrow night. Like after the second round, when we get to the conference finals for each division or each side, each uh, conference, excuse me, like just put it on the national network, put it yeah. on NBC. Like no one needs to watch the blacklist season 15 about how James Schrader or whatever his name is, has to figure out where the bad guy is for the 20th time. Like no one cares about the blacklist anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Like, come on, just put on the NHL playoffs on national. This is why ABC is going to be a great like TNT uh, and on all that. And I know I'm talking about TNT because they're, they're on cable as well. And so I sound a little hypocritical, but still TNT as a much better product, you see with the NBA show and inside the NBA with Charles Barkley and all that crew, like NBC sports, come on. If you're going to pack it in, at least make an, if you're losing the rights, I should say to this sport, at least give it the proper send off. It deserves for your network. You've been with them for 12, like for 20 years, almost it seems. So, so last night, just I went over my buddy's place and uh, we have two separate consoles. He's got a, he's got a PS4 and I've got a, I've got a, I've got an Xbox. So like a tool that I made fun of him too. Cause I'm like, you're, you're hell of a host. Cause I got to come over your house to play video games and I got to bring my, my, my monitor. I got to bring my console and I just get to use your power cord. Thanks. Appreciate it. So <laughs> yeah, other thing. So like we, we were playing with our buddies, but the thing is we had, we had on the iPad, we we're watching the Sixers game in between yeah. COD matchups. But I remember like, cause I wound up putting the Montreal and Vegas game on my phone. And like, as we were playing, I put it right in front of my console. Yeah. And I remember watching, cause it was said USA on it as well. But I remember earlier, I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself too. Cause I'm like, why is this on USA? Yeah. I realized earlier when I went over his place before we even set up, he had on the TV, NBC sports, that they were running track and field on NBC yeah. sports. They now, were running maybe track and field over the NHL playoffs. Yeah. And maybe that's because of the Olympics screwing things up. Maybe that's a perfectly like, but that's a joke. Like no one, if it's the regular, if it's the regular Olympics, if it's when it was, what is it in August? I think like, I get it. Yeah. But if it's on your, if it, we're talking about qualifying, like no one, no one needs to, that doesn't take precedent over the NHL right. playoffs. I'm sorry. 100% That's a agree joke. It's an absolute joke. joke. Like it this is, is why. And, and like, come on. <laughs> My God. You're you so disappointed. No. I love it. I, I am love because it. it's so basic to like why, why the NHL product is failing. We've talked about it on time and time. You can go listen back to any one of the 79 episodes that we've done prior to this one. And you'll know, we've talked about the NHL marketing being a problem, but they're they're stepping up because they've signed on with Turner Sports and TNT and ESPN. I'm very excited for that. So like, at least they get, are giving us hope. But I, I, like, th- it's just disappointing that after all these years with NBC Sports, this is how they're sending a, sending it off. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if one of the Stanley Cup playoff games is is on is on USA Network or NBCSN. When yeah. historically they've all been on NBC. Your yeah. your what is it? W. Uh, it doesn't matter. NBC Ten is, 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 is all, here in Philly, in the Philadelphia area. WCAU. Like that's. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I knew you were going for there. No, I know. Yeah, I wanted to say it, but at the same time, that's too inside the baseball. I feel for the you and I. Like, and no one listening like looks for the call letters. Like, if you're WCAU. in Philadelphia, it's just Channel Ten. Everybody calls yeah. it Channel Ten. That's what it is. But whatever. Uh, so by the time we do our next recording, we'll probably be in the midst of, well, right at the start of the Stanley Cup Final. Who are your predictions, Stanley? Now, so at the time of this recording, here here's where we here's where we st- sit. 
Uh, Tampa Bay holds a 2-1 lead going into tonight at the time of this recording. Uh, I believe it's in New York. Yes, it is. It's game four in New York. Yep. Game four in New York. Uh, And then we also have the Golden Knights down 2-1 against Montreal. They play tomorrow night in Montreal in the Bell Center. Who are we going to see in the Stanley Cup final by the next time we record, Scott? Well, I'll go off and say this first before we can get to the final. I believe that series between the Islanders and Lightning is going seven. I yeah. think that Barry I think Trotz both these is, series are honestly going seven. Yeah. It could. It, it could. I think if, if Montreal, the fact that they have won, if, if they squeak out a third win, that third win here in Montreal at home, yeah. um, I'm not counting Vegas out and wrong, but I think that's going to be really hard for Vegas to come back from. I just sure. really think that that would be a very difficult thing. You know, go back to Vegas for game five. You win that one. Come back to Montreal for game six facing elimination. That's going to be your best game. Kind of like what this, the Hawks did last night with the Sixers. Last night was the Hawks' best game. So let me pivot again and go back and say what I was going to originally say. <laughs> Islanders and Lightning, that is series is going to go seven because Barry Trotz is such a good coach at being able to do adjustments to it, the team. I just think that once the Islanders, they think they got off to a little bit of a shaky start at home. They played a really good road game the other night in Tampa. Uh, Tampa played a very good road game the other night. I think that they'll make the adjustments. They'll come out a little harder checking this time around. And listen, I just think that series yeah. is going to go seven. I just think that those two teams are going to have a dog fight to the end. I think, though, that the Islanders can do it. I think the Islanders can, can, can beat Tampa. Tampa, I still think, can be vulnerable enough. If you can win this one at home, it's a best out of three. And I think the Islanders can play a little bit more desperate hockey at times than, than the Lightning can. Um, so I think that that series is going to go seven. I think the Islanders might have a chance to get to back to the final and get to the final on that one. And the West, I'm going to Montreal the whole way. I, no yep. disrespect to Vegas. I think that, though, uh, there was a huge shit to momentum last night. Vegas is up too late with less than a two to one late with less than two minutes ago. Flurry makes that unfortunate play by playing the puck. It goes through a skate. Josh Anderson's right there. Bang, bang. And over time, what a pass, what a deflection by Josh Anderson, another quick pass in front. I just think that Montreal's rolling right now. Um, and I think that they have an opportunity here to take a team that looked like they were going to be dominated in game one to really turn around and, and steal game two and steal game three. I think that this is a series that Vegas is clearly the better. The Vegas is clearly the more skilled team, clearly much more skilled, but Montreal is the better hockey team because Montreal is better at playing together the way they need to play. And hopefully their coach, uh, Gilliam Ducharme is okay after testing positive for COVID before game three. So I think that that Montreal has an opportunity to really light a fire under its rear end and, and, and really keep this thing rolling. And I think that you'll see an Islanders Canadians final, which is something we wouldn't have seen since the seventies. So I'm yeah, all this, in. I this is so in. unique. Like I, yeah. I actually, all, everything you said, and I, I, whatever that is bad, a bad podcasting, bad radio, whatever you say, I agree with you. I think this is Barry Trotz. Also, you, 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 uh, you, you uh, forgot about him. Like Barry Trotz is the best coach left. I think like he's one of the best coaches in the NHL right now, if not the best. And like, he's certainly the one of the best remaining right now out of the four teams. Uh, like, I, I think this is set up perfectly for an Islanders in New York City, uh, a, a feel good story. I mean, it's the last season of the Nassau Coliseum. Like, that's one of those things that just kind of motivates a team that that mitigating factor 
yeah. that gets you over the hump. Montreal is just playing Montreal right now. I mean, they're, Great they're, it's just incredible to see. Carey Price, like I said earlier, is finally getting the, not the re- I shouldn't say finally, but because he's gotten plenty of recognition. But the fact that he's finally getting real chance here at at, 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 at like probably probably hasn't really been since what 2010 when they lost to the flyers in in, in the conference finals that they had a legitimate I'd say shot. 2014 they had a yeah. better chance and then in 2015 carry price got hurt when then and that really derailed them there but even so like i think back it's not just carry price there's also another huge name on that montreal team that deserves a cup as well that's shea weber yeah like, of course shea yeah. weber has been you know like just personally one of my favorite players to watch over the last yeah. decade he's been fantastic would have so, been nice um, if he was a flyer it would have been nice and that, that technically the flyer signed up the problem is nashville match those yeah. jerks so um you know they have some town there yeah. Yeah, Corey perry's another name that you want to see on there like he's won a yep. couple four he knows how to push these guys like they have they have guys there that are that are ready to, to win that and they just they, they know that they're running out of time and i think that that's a dangerous thing that when you have a team that is playing desperate like that and also i will say this for the record i don't care i hate it i absolutely despise it <laughs> when teams win a championship the same team wins a championship two years in a row i oh uh, yeah back to back yeah buys back to back because it's boring now look it i get it i don't know I, of- I i lean the other way on that it's i think it's one of the 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 between all four major sports it is so tough to do what they did what you do to win a championship in a single season it's already tough enough mm-hmm. the fact that you were able to do it back to back years like even the penguins back a couple years ago when they did it like that's it's just it's tough not to say damn that's impressive like i, I i'm complete- i didn't say that i didn't say it wasn't yeah. impressive i just hate it from the entertainment factor like oh great yeah. got, that's like doesn't mean I, it's not entertaining and i'll probably stain too i probably have a, a huge you know black cloud over my head regarding this because when i really started getting into hockey it's like hey look the flyers are going to the final in 97 yeah. against yeah. against detroit oh wait after four games it's over already like and then the next year oh wait it's four games they did it again so it really had a the three the first like decade I watched hockey it was okay it was the Devils okay and then it was the Avalanche which really that series got me into it because the way John Van Beesmer played and then the Flyers got swept inside Detroit and Detroit wins it again and 99 Dallas wins hey that's cool and then the Devils win in 2000 and you know the Devils win again then Colorado wins again okay Kurt Colorado won another one oh great look. The Devils want another one. Oh, Detroit <laughs> want another one. The same goddamn teams are winning every year. Like, that's why that, that – oh, think about it. Like, oh, for a first six, seven years of eight years of my hockey this watching life. Such a weird it, rant by you, but I love it. it. It's the truth, though. The first eight years I watched hockey, it was the same <laughs> damn teams that were winning it. That's pretty but freaking to be boring. Fair, uh, but, and this is the last point I'll make. We've, for the most part of our lifetimes, both you and I, We've just seen the same two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. We said that's been Brady fun. All the freaking time. That's, that's been what fun. That's a, no, it's not fun. It and sucks in, to see Tom Brady 12, win every single year. For at least the next twelve years, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and whoever. Oh, like, I just don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I Maybe I, there, Tom Brady. Who there's already just, been a Tom Brady in this lifetime. We don't need another Tom yeah. Brady in this lifetime. Then like twelve years of Super Bowls in a row. It's the worst goddamn thing. It goes. Oh, then you got Joe Buck. Oh, Tom Brady, he's the best ever. And, you know, it, it's... Well, he's not up. wrong. He's not Look, wrong. I'm not saying Tom Brady isn't the GOAT, but it's just <laughs> saying that I'm sick and tired of seeing him in the Super Bowl every single year. Like, for Christ's sakes, can, can we, we, get away can we see some other players get in here and, and earn it? <laughs> like, 
so like yeah and that's I love why it. i hate I love it. it now granted granted i'll say this i will say this uh-huh. i will be, be the first one to tell you i'm an absolute hypocrite for whatever if if any philly team wins it right. two years in a row that's what I, mean. I'll be like, I actually yeah, I hated it until my team's won it that's the best thing right. ever we gotta <laughs> we, we need to wrap we gotta get out of here but again i i've said it before we're recording on a saturday tomorrow night is game seven of the sixers we're a hockey podcast but how are you feeling for Sunday night with the Sixers? Hopefully by the time the, by the, I'll post this Sunday morning. So you'll, you'll hear this right before the game starts. Atlanta played their best game in game six. And now I'm not yeah. a huge basketball guy. Uh, you know, like I'm not, I'm not great on the terms and all that stuff. I won't, but I can watch the game and understand <laughs> that. Uh, listen, I'll be honest. I, I think that any team that's facing a lot that, that has a team on the ropes to face them, if they don't eliminate them in that game for me, uh, very that's hard point. to do that. Yeah, I yeah, see so what you're like, Atlanta was trying to do everything they could yeah. to win that on home court because they didn't want to go back to Philly, and now they yeah. got to go back to Philly. So yeah. the fact that we got to go back to Philly now is a huge advantage for the Sixers because it's like you know what, these guys are no joke. We stopped it once. We just got to win this one. It's one and done. That's it. And that's yep. a different kind of mindset. Nothing better than a game seven in sports. All I'm saying is, Sixers, please don't make me waste my life staying up way past the time I need to go to sleep. And it probably only get four to three to four hours of sleep tomorrow night. I'm mentally preparing myself. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you as a dad yourself of two little boys. All you fathers that are listening to this podcast, happy Father's Day. But I I need my sleep. And I got my dad, my dad, my father-in-law coming over. We have the family coming over. And I'm not going to be able to do any type of napping. My wife's going to be putting me to, to the to the meat grinder, trying to get everything done, prepared in the house. I'm not going to get to sleep. If the Sixers lose tomorrow night and make me not have a meaningful sleep, I'm going to be very disappointed. So thank you. I think the Sixers are going to win. Just like you said, Scott, I think this is setting up for an Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in 2000, since 2001. I'm very excited. Sixers, Tyrese Maxey, watch him again. Number oh, zero. Maxie. He's Number the best. Zero. He's one of the best Tyrese players Maxie. on the earth. He was the biggest, best surprises of the of game six. And I think that, that, that he was the spark plug. So game seven, I think he comes out big again. And uh, we can continue to debate, debate Ben Simmons for another year and a half or so. Listen, I'll say one thing. You know why I like Tyrese Maxey so much? Mm. I'll say that because he has fun playing the game. Watch yes. him every time he hits a shot. Yeah, big smile, big smile. I did it. Like yep. the guy's enjoying and himself. Not, and I and I, I respect the guy on, on Atlanta Hawks, uh, Trey Young. But to similar to that, where, where when he makes a shot, he gets all uh show showboat, not showboaty. I I shouldn't say showboaty because that like he gets uh full of himself. He's he's like trying to make he's trying to gesture for the Sixers, trying to he's spark him up. He's a confident guy. He's yeah. a confident so, guy. He knows I, he I, knows his skill level. He's a he's a guy about the talent. Yeah. I respect Trey Young because you can see he's battling through an injury right now the way his shoulders taped up. You know, I know we're going a huge thing in yeah. baseball here, but I'm all about the players that have fun doing it. The fact that the kid in an elimination game is throwing up a three and then running back and smiling after it and just going, it's a lot like, of fun. This is that 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 is that's amazing. That's my favorite thing to see. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We are back again in a couple weeks. I'm off to Tennessee. Scott's off to celebrate his nice Father's Day weekend. Enjoy it, Scott. Enjoy uh, enjoy it, all you fathers out there if you're listening to it. Uh, we thank you so much. Shoot us an email, orangeandbackcheck at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. It's all in the profile link below, Orange and Backcheck. Uh, again, go Sixers. Trust the process. Hopefully, we're talking about when you're listening to this, the Sixers have either just won 
or just that they're they're just about to tip off and we're about to see a nice little easy victory here in Wells Fargo Center down in South Philly. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys next time. The Devils, the Avalanche, the Red Wings, the Red Wings, the Stars, the the Devils, the 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 Avalanche, the 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 God damn it, the Red Wings, and then the, the just, Devils again. You're just showing off that you remember the Stanley Cup winners since you've been following hockey. Good you know what? You, like I said, I can't stand with teams <laughs> win more than one in a row. Eight years. <laughs> I've been with it for eight years. I'm done. No more repeats. <laughs>